0: Getting effective training figured out is perhaps the most crucial thing a company must do to survive tough times, thrive in great times, and give the business owner the ability to delegate decision making. Stay tuned as I tell you how I went from struggling with teaching and getting buy-in to becoming very effective over the years. Running a service business can be hard. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. So it's no secret that I was not born being great at the things I help people with now. In fact, if not for some great mentors, my path would have been very, very different. There's no question. One of the key areas I made significant progress in is my ability to effectively train people. So let's start with my definition of effective training. My definition is the willingness and abilities for employees to apply new knowledge or a new skill. So the willingness and ability for them to apply new knowledge or a new skill. That is my finish line. That is how I know the education and training has been effective if they apply this knowledge or these skills. Now, when I first started, that was not my finish line. The finish line was me explaining what needed to happen. If I did that, then I could check the box, I did my part, my race had been run. That was my finish line. When we would not get the outcomes we wanted though, I'd find myself explaining to my boss, Bill, well, I don't know what the issue was. I told him what we needed to happen, to which he would say, Something, some version of, do you think that's what was asked of you telling them? Brian, if just telling them was what was needed here, I would do that myself because it would only take a few minutes and we wouldn't need you now, would we? Followed by, a, why do you think we have a person in your role in the first place? To which I would say something like, well, of course, to improve performance and make sure we are doing the things necessary to be successful or some, something like that. And then Bill would finish by doing one of those uh, things where he'd ask some version of, do you think that telling them is what was needed here? And of course, the answer is no. Telling them is not the finish line. Them applying this is the finish line. And here's where we often get tripped up. We get in a hurry. We tell ourselves, they should know this already. This is just a reminder. I want to keep it top of mind. We've been falling off on this, but they, they should already know this. It shouldn't take long to explain this. You know, you you got a a 40-minute meeting or a one-hour meeting, and we're gonna cram in the seven things we screwed up last week. And this is one of them, because we have jobs to get to. You know, we we can't uh we can't turn that turn that revenue away. These guys gotta get out there and get get those jobs and customers taken care of. We don't have time for a lot of training, and they should already know this stuff. And we default back to training as if the definition of effective training is i explain this thing in a manner that i would understand it and thorough enough that i am confident i didn't leave anything out so there's three eyes in that sentence and that and and this is not to criticize folks again listen i've done all this stuff i promise you i've done everything i'm saying that i don't do anymore but when the default definition of training is i explained it in a manner that i would understand and thorough enough that i'm confident that i didn't leave anything out we just we'd leave so much to chance there. So the finish line becomes some version of, I explained it really well. I asked if there was questions. There were none. So for good measure, I told everyone one more time, this is important because I asked for questions. There were none. So I said, okay, just remember, this is really important. We really got to do it this time. And I get to Check that big old fat box that training was a success. I did it. Except it wasn't. More on that in a minute. First. Are you a business owner in an essential service industry whose customers are also businesses? Are you unsatisfied with your company's performance or size or the amount of financial or time freedom you have? Do you have high standards and want to scale your company in a way that will ensure those standards are kept without you having to watch every detail? Do you want to learn proven strategies to overcome employee apathy? Are you at a place where you, you want to know or you're in a place you know you need to get your process in order but don't really know where to start? If so, you are exactly who Service Business Academy was created for. To learn more, it's really simple. Shoot an introductory email to hello at serviceindustrysuccess.com with the word group in the subject line. Just a quick introduction. Your name, your company's name, how long you've been in business, how many employees, what industry, something like that. Come and check out a meeting. See if you like it. See if you like being with other business owners going through the exact same things you are. Again, just shoot an introductory email to hello at serviceindustrysuccess.com with the word group in the subject line and a quick introduction. All right, so here's some things to consider. There's a saying, there's always time to do it over when there wasn't time to do it right the first time. And this 100% applies to training. When we shortcut the training, we spend more time fixing the problem later. I promise you that the, the, you know the 20 minutes we saved, if that 10 minutes we saved by trying to cram this topic into a five minute or three minute or seven minute or 12 minute conversation, or we just stand in front of the group and tell people, here's what we got to do. We've told you this before. You're not doing it. We need you to do this. Please do it. And don't forget to do it. <laughs> and that's our training. We spend so much more time than that 10 or 20 minutes fixing the problem when it doesn't happen. Smoothing things over at the customer. Undoing other damage. Keeping the team who isn't making those mistakes engaged. Like There's so many pieces that go along to smoothing things over when when people just don't do what we need them to. There's so many elements that the team uh, morale goes down, the customer service goes down, our ability to feel like we can trust employees to make decisions goes down. So now we're micromanaging, which pisses the employees off. And then they're mad about that and on and on. So much of this comes back to training. And not everything can be taught or trained in one session. Few things, in fact, I would say could be taught or trained in less than 30 minutes. These reminder conversations that must be repeated over and over are clear indications that there is a knowledge gap. Now, how do I know there's a knowledge gap? This is something that I think is really important. And this is something that I had to come to grips with myself 15 years ago, probably. Because I kept telling myself, they just don't want to do the right thing. I'm doing a great job of explaining this thing. They're just choosing not to do it. And I had to ask myself, are, am I doing a reasonable job of, re- of removing people who don't want to do a good job from the company? So if the answer is no, then I better solve that before, because nothing else is really going to matter. If I'm allowing people who truly don't want to do a good job to stay with the company, well, that's on me. And I got to fix that. But if I go back to my question, am I doing a reasonable job of removing people who don't want to do a good job from the company? If the answer is yes. Then that means the people still here have a reasonable interest in doing a good job. So if the answer is no, I got to fix that. That's on me. I got to remove people from the company who don't want to do a good job. If I'm doing a reasonable good job, a reasonably good job with that, that doesn't mean I'm perfect. And I'll tell you, after interviewing dozens and dozens of business owners, the number one I always ask them, like, "What's your biggest mistake? What's your biggest regret?" They always, almost, well, not always, almost always, second place, not even close keeping bad employees too long. Okay, that's, our, that's one of our biggest mistakes, by and large is business owners. Okay, and we all have to learn that. But once we learn it, we kind of learned it. We don't, we're not likely to repeat that again after we've kind of figured that out. So again, going back to, am I doing a reasonable job removing people from the company who don't want to do a good job? If the answer is yes, and the good job still isn't happening, it's because there's a knowledge gap, not an intent to do a bad job and this is really important that we wrap our heads around. If I'm not confident I have people here who don't want to do a good job, then I got to fix that and the training doesn't matter. And, and in fact, the processes I try to tell them to follow, the initiatives we try to take on, the customer service stuff I'm going to blather on about, like none of that stuff matters if they don't want to do a good job. So I got to fix that. But if I am, if I have fixed that and I am doing a reasonably good job at that, that means by and large they want to do a good job. And the reason they're not doing it is because there's a knowledge gap. And you might say, well, no, that doesn't make any sense. Of course they know what we need them to do. That may be. They, they may very well understand what you're telling them to do. I'll go back to my example before. Can they explain what success looks like? If I, some stranger, Brian, if I called them and said, what does success look like as it relates to this thing, would their answer match yours? The next thing should sh- can they explain why this matters? What are the consequences of getting it wrong and the benefits of getting it right? Can they explain how they will apply this knowledge or skill? That's be the third step. And then the fourth one, can they give examples of when they have applied this knowledge? So, for example, global topics like accident prevention. All of us had better be having conversations on a regular basis about accident prevention, whether it's people driving company vehicles. I mean, if you have a fleet of 40 vehicles, that's your number one risk. There's no question, right? So if, we're, if we have you know vehicle stuff that's driving that that's accident prevention if we're working on people's structures or buildings or homes or whatever you know we can't be setting those things on fire obviously we can't be flooding them like every industry has some version of damage that they can do tearing up their yard you know whatever it is so as it relates to accident prevention can they explain what success looks like what are we trying to accomplish there's a big difference between we have a zero tolerance policy on accident prevention versus some other thing, you know, number of days without a lost time accident, if that's your, if that's your strategy or how many days without an avoidable accident, if that's your strategy, like, can they explain that? If the answer is no, then there's no point in moving on in that conversation. That's where it has to stay. Next, can they explain why it matters? What's in it for them to do this? If they can't explain what's in it for them, they, I get that they'll understand what's in it for the company. I get that they want you to ha- want this thing to happen. And I get that they probably want their jobs, but sometimes we kind of fall into this thing of like, well, if they want their job here, they better do it. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Sitting there in that training room, they're going to nod and smile, say all the right things, all the right times. And they're going to go out there and do what they want to do because they have not connected the dots on why this matters to them. What's in it for them? Again, I I don't mean bonuses. I don't mean we got to carve out special things. If they just don't have accents, I don't mean that, but they have to be able to connect the dots on a benefit that they get or a loss that they get. It has to be like that because, because you can't, you can't import motivation, right? Again, I'm not talking about financial things, although some people do. I mean, I've heard of companies doing financial bonuses. If the, if the company goes for a quarter without a lost time accident, or they go without a, an avoidable accident, like I've heard of having bonuses. I, I'm not saying that that's, I'm recommending that. I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that either. What I am saying is, if the only reason they are told to do this is because you want it to happen, then you're going to have a problem many times. Can they explain how they apply this knowledge or skill? So once they understand like accident prevention is a thing and they understand like what's in it for them to do this. So for example, I'll give you an example. In many like construction trades, employees want to be seen as leaders, they want to be respected and almost admired by their peers. If they're the ones who, wreck the company vehicle are they connecting the dots that that means they will lose that respect and admiration of their peers? If they haven't that's my job is to explain that is to know that that's what they want in that they want to be that they want that admiration they want that respect they want to be elevated to that that level by the apprentices or the new hires or whatever it is and that is what they lose if they wreck the company vehicle because they can't be seen as the expert if you can't even drive the vehicle to the job without wrecking it how could you be an expert in our trade? for example. So again, it doesn't have to be a a monetary thing or whatever, but once they can connect the dots, like, Hey, yeah, here's why this matters to me. And they may not articulate that. Of course, they're not going to sit there in front of their peers and say, well, I really want these guys to admire me. They will say things like, I want to be seen as a leader. hundred percent. They will say stuff like that. I want to be seen as somebody who's competent and you can't be competent. If you can't even get to the job site, you can't be competent if you're damaging customers and uh, property. So once they get why this matters to them, can they explain how they will apply this knowledge? Well, what kind of things do you do as a to accident prevention? Well, you know, I used to not be very good at put my cones out when I parked my vehicle, vehicle, but now I put my cones out. Or I used to not be good at this or whatever. Now I do that. Can they give examples of when they've done it? Well, yeah. You know, yesterday I did, I was at a job site and, you know, I had that moment, split second where I was like, eh, I don't need to put the cones out and I went ahead and did it anyway. That is an indication that the training is working. If they can give specific real life examples when they're doing it. If it's if their answers are yeah, I know I need to be better at that, then we're not going to get the outcome we want. They're telling us flat out, "I'm not doing this. I know I should, and I'm not." Right? Other examples could be, you know, things that are uh, specific but not easily verifiable. Um, getting cust- estimates to customers on time. You know, we we this is something many of us struggle with. Uh, we have a 24-hour, you know, we want the estimates given within 24 hours, right, by the end of business or whatever. This is something we want them to do. Can they explain what success looks like? Yes, I understand. I'm supposed to have it to the customer within, you know, by the end of business. Okay. Can you explain why this matters? Can they explain why it would matter to them? Again, I understand that they will be able to say the boss wants this. This is the company policy, dot, dot, dot. Can they explain... Or do I know that they can connect the dots on what's in it for them to do this? And again, it it could be something as simple as like, hey, you want to be the leader? You want that promotion. You want to become the superintendent or the supervisor or the manager someday. Do you think that's possible if you're a guy who can't be counted on to reliably get the estimates done on time? No. Okay, well, what do you think you need to do to get that promotion? Well, I probably better get my estimates done on time. Okay, great. And once they know that, now they're more inclined to do it. And can they explain how they apply this knowledge or skills? So same thing as we talked about before. And then other things that are more easily verifiable, you know, getting jobs for a, or parts for a job in advance, not waiting until they get there to figure out, they went, ran out of the basic supplies that they need. Every industry deals with this. <laughs> you know, they get to the job. Oh, I ran out of, you know, plumbers run out of wax seals for toilets, which makes no sense. Roofers run out of metal makes no sense. Like every, Every industry has a version of this. Are they doing that? You know, can they explain what success looks like? Well, obviously not doing that. Can you explain why it matters? Well, the two examples we've given already would be examples of why they would not want to do this. They've only seen somebody who's not competent. Can they explain what they do with this knowledge? Well, you know, I used to be really bad at forgetting that stuff. So now I have a a checklist I put on my my, um, clipboard. And every day before I go home, I, I run through my checklist to make sure I have the right parts. Great great. That's, that's a fantastic, if they can give examples like that, I know they're doing it if they can't. And it's kind of like, well, you know, I, I know I'm not as good as I should be at that. And I know, I know it matters and I know I gotta be better, but you know, I'm working on it. That's a great indication. It's not happening. So hopefully that helps you. Hopefully that helps understand like what, when I struggled with this stuff, it was just me telling them and expecting because I wanted it, that that should somehow correlate to them doing it and that is just not how it works today it just is not i'm sorry i wish it was different it's not we have to have them help them connect the dots and we have to make sure they can explain what they are doing to apply this stuff can they explain what success looks like can they explain why it matters can they explain how they're going to or how they have done it if the answer is no and and Learning this takes time. Like you can't do that in a seven minute conversation with a group of 14 people. It's not possible that that is a long, longer conversation than that. It might be a, a multi-week conversation, but we, we can't diagnose where we need to have the conversation. We can't diagnose if, if they understand what success looks like, but they don't quite understand what's in it for them to do this. Then that's where the conversation has to be. And if I don't diagnose that by asking questions and letting them talk, which takes time. I can't diagnose where the, where the problem is. And if I can't diagnose where the problem is, I'm taking a complete shot in the dark, which I'm going to get wrong a lot of the time. So anyhow, that's how I did it. I hope that helps. Uh, Don't forget the many lessons in business that we all have to learn. Should not have to be learned the hard way. You don't have to do this alone again, learn more about or try out service business Academy just in a quick introductory email to hello at service with the word group in the subject line try it out no charge we talk we go through this kind of stuff we're talking about today these are the kinds of things we help each other with is, is how do you get these meetings set up for success what kinds of questions you need to ask to diagnose these things how do you walk people through to get the results you want so anyhow if you haven't had a chance yet subscribe or follow the podcast so you get it when it comes out every week. And please, especially this is a great episode to share with a friend or colleague. If you hear a business owner talking about how my employees just don't get it, I don't understand why they won't do this stuff. This is a great episode to send them. You can text it. You can email it, DM it, all kinds of ways you can send it. You never know what might help somebody out and really keep them have, from having the same struggles I had for many years, for sure. If you haven't had a chance yet, give us a rating review. Sure, appreciate that. That's how you grow these things. Ratings, reviews, shares, all that good stuff. So I know I ask every week. I appreciate the, those of you taking the time. I hope you have a great week and uh, that's it for this week. And I'll talk to you all next week.